What a do you guys back with another episode at the Geeky Chick Podcast. Welcome back. Um today we are going into the adventures of dating as a plus size woman. Um going to be highly honest, this is probably gonna be a pretty long episode. <laughs> Cause your girl got some stories. Okay. But it's also talking about my experience in dating as a woman who is in a larger body. Um, this was actually inspired from me on TikTok by some creators I've seen where one of the girls, she did go heavily viral um, with her TikTok about what it's like just dating as a woman in a bigger body. And now I'm someone who's currently been working on my weight loss um, I have entered a space where I have really been taking care of my health, um, trying to get more active, trying to watch more what I eat. You know, holidays around time, it get a little challenging, but that's besides the point. Um, we're going to go in and talk about just some of my experiences as dating, as a bigger woman, because boy, do I have them. My friends know a, a lot of them, but... Boy, do I have some stories. <laughs> but all I can say is sit back, relax, and enjoy. Because, baby, y'all going to need some wine, maybe a shot of Hennessy for all I care. Because, whoo, whoo, the shit I used to deal with. But sit back, relax, and enjoy. And let's get started. All right, here we go. <sighs> Oh shit, here we go again. <laughs> okay, now it's no go figure moment that on my podcast, I have mentioned that I am a bigger woman and I'm tall and I'm African-American. And, you know, I am a woman who really, if you get to know me on a personal level, I'm a very laid back person. Um, I am a very sweet person. I am a person who's very caring. I would give you the clothes off my back if I could. Um, in this type of thing, we're talking about dating. Now, your girl has been single for over five years. I have mentioned this on a previous dating episode when I had a guest on it. Um, this one just goes into detail about what I have experienced as a plus size woman dating. Now, to my parents. If you are listening to this, yes, I did date this type of person. Yes, I did not bring him around for a fucking reason. Yes, I I really needed to work on my standards, especially back when I was in college. One of the biggest things about dating, and I remember, like I said earlier, it stemmed from this girl on TikTok. This girl, she talked about how People don't understand what it's like to date in a bigger body. And I said, well, that's very true. People do not. Because as someone who has been big her all, all her life, I have dealt with weight loss and weight gain. I've lost weight. I've gained it back. Now I have been maintaining. One of the biggest things I'm going to tell you about dating as a bigger woman, we face challenges. I hate to say it. For a while, I was like, oh, it all depends on how you are as a person. No, I was in denial, and I was in denial for a long ass time. It does play a part. How I look does play a part because guys like today, and I'm not going to say all guys, 
a lot of guys like to date what they friends like versus what they like. Sir, let me tell you something. Ain't no way in fuck you finna date me as an experiment. I'm not a science project. I am not no test theory. I am not a mean meanie in the mode. Get the fuck on. I am not literally your test dummy. Date what you like. And I'm telling to the fellas, date what the fuck you like. Date what you like. Date where you're actually valued. Stop going after the women that don't value you. For my women, you know I'm going to be 10 times harder on us because we the ones that deal with the shit majority of the time. Date where the fuck you're valued. Date where the fuck you're valued. Please, for the sake of God. <laughs> I even have to tell myself that. Date where someone values you. Because at the end of the day, if you're somewhere where someone does not value you, clearly, y'all ain't going to be there. So, that's how I feel about that. But moving forward. Moving forward. Some of the things I experienced as dating as a plus size woman, and I do not make plus size as my um, personality trait. I never do that. Clearly, bitch, I'm big. You see that. So why the fuck would I make this my personality trait? Um, I'm all about getting healthier. You can't have a bigger body and be healthier. Literally. Like you can work out actively and be healthier. Literally. You're going to get some weight off, but how you eat and maintain, keep yourself active. Because a lot of people think that you can't be big and be healthy. You can. It's called genetics. Science has proved us right every time, and God has too. So let's be honest. <laughs> but some of the things I experienced, and in the video, this girl talks about it. Um, one of the main things is this. Plus size women, we tend to deal with guys who don't actually date us. They just the guys that just want to lay up at our house all day. Sir, you got your own house you can lay at. You don't have to lay at mine. I'm not coming over to lay up over here. If I'm going to lay up at your house, then clearly this is only one thing and one thing only. That's it. That's all. But I can say another thing is when you're out with a group of friends. Now, I'm the type, all of my friends pretty much are not like, small skinny and petite they're not um a lot of my friends and I we are similar in personalities but we all are you know kind of different in size like one of my best friends she's 4'11 five feet basically she's shorter than me and she got some hips and she is <laughs> what the I can say um one thing I can say, shout out to her, because matter of fact, she one of my friends that will always tell me like it is, especially when it comes to my day life. Like in college, she was one of my friends that knew a lot about my dating life. <laughs> she was well, not was, she still is. Like literally, that's my best friend, one of my best friends. And between her and my other two best friends, they they know. <laughs> What I dealt with, boy, I got <laughs> shit. So to begin with, like I said, all my friends are on the hippier side. They have, you know, hips, booties, all that stuff. Like we all come in different shapes and sizes. I just so happen to be the tall one. Your girl's five nine, 
But five nine, tall, thick, and fine, and steady five nines, because that's exactly what I am. But clearly, in that type of situation, I'm just gonna be honest. My dating experience as a plus size woman, we gonna dim it all the way back to high school. High school, and if somebody from that went to high school with me listened to this podcast, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm going to say what I have to say off my fucking chest. Y'all niggas didn't want me back then, but now I'm hot. Y'all niggas want me now. Nope, you do not get that access. I only give access to one person because he always been there. I'm not going to mention his name. I'm not going to say it. But you, if you know, you know. You know, if you know, you know. And don't nobody really know. So if he listened to it, if you know, you know. But... I did have a boyfriend in high school. We dated for over two years. Um, in that type of situation, getting real and raw here, I dated him because I settled for someone who just liked me for who I am, how I looked and all that stuff. Just being transparent in this type of situation. Um, with him, he was not the best person, but he was not like the person I dated in college. Now that motherfucker. That man caused me emotional turmoil. <laughs> Woo! But with him, we dated, but we were starting to clash. And plus, he wasn't the most faithful person in the world either. He just wasn't. Um, in that type of situation with him, I settled very hard for him. But then I realized, why am I settling for someone who, first of all, not even honest with me, and second of all, who literally had one of his exes always messaging me homegirl kept messaging me and I said girl you got one more fucking time I said you got one more time to message me because you really pushing for a crew you cruising for a bruising keep fucking with me but that's the old brand this is the new one but it's like the thing is I love to praise Jesus but I be trying so hard not to slap you either that's me so through that process, I'm going to say this with the utmost respect. He was not the best guy in the world, but he was a nice guy until he noticed he couldn't manipulate me any further. This is why I tell people, you have to be mindful when you're dating someone who's older than you. And not older than you by, what, a measly one to two years. This man, I was a freshman in high school. He was a senior in high school. Before you get all judgmental, yes, we already knew this shit was not finna work out. We knew. Even I knew. Because I said, my parents weren't approving of it. My parents was like, hell no. Nah. And my dad flipped his shit. He said, why the fuck this, this man flipped it? Because my mother was like, well, no, she's not listening to me. She went to my daddy. And I ain't gonna lie, I held a little resentment to my mama because I was like, why this man stepping in our business? It ain't like he asked. But in that moment, I realized my parents were being protected because in that situation, he was more so manipulative. And when he knows he couldn't do it any further, he was upset. He was like, you've been changing and I don't like that you got around these friends and now all of a sudden you started to change. You over here saying all this slang and stuff, no cap, this, that, that's not even you. First of all, I am a developing ass teenager. 
So pretty much I'm going through different stages. In high school, I remember this one guy I was dating because the guy, my ex was part of the football team. So when you date a football player, whole team gonna know who the fuck you are. Just about. Now his age group, it didn't matter because they all was like, all right, do what the fuck you want to do. In my age group, <laughs> it mattered. I think that's how I met one of my best friends, one of my guy best friends to this day. Um, Well, no, I don't think that's how. Nah, fuck that. That's not how I met that man. But I did remember I used to have some of the football players, you know, just checking in on me. And then when we broke up, that's when they was like, shoot, where you go from now? They was like, why y'all broke up? Da, 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 da. I said, because the man kept, he was a cheater. I literally said it like that. I was like, he was a cheater. Mind you, y'all, that really didn't play a big effect on me. Like, I said, okay, that's going through the motions. This man was going off to college. I was still in high school. I used to be lovesick over him. But then I started realizing, I said, bitch, anytime a man, and I will say this, anytime a man who's accusing you of cheating, He's doing the cheating. This man thought I was dating another football player. Because he was like, well, you did, You over here want to talk to another football player? Because I had a thing for football players back in the day. Not no more. It's embarrassing, actually. Very embarrassing. So through that process, I thought about it. And I said, boy, I ain't going to deal with this shit. We called. I said, I'm tired. I have dealt with exes for these whole two years. I have dealt with this one annoying ass ex that literally felt like she won because she went to a fucking ball with him. Girl, you could have this nigga. I'm tired of his ass. Literally. And then you out here openly saying that, oh my gosh, this girl gave me chlamydia, so I don't really fuck with her. You take her out on fucking dates. Shut the hell up. <laughs> but <laughs> that is one of the experiences of day that's a plus size woman. At that time, I had a thing where I settled because I was like, well, he likes me and he sees past my size. No, I don't give a fuck if you don't see past my size. If you don't respect me as a woman, the woman I am today, baby, let me tell you something. God worked through and through with me. God worked through and through with me. And let me tell you right now, you better come correct or get the fuck out my face. <laughs> But that is one of my dating experiences. So moving forward, you know, in high school, I'm always going to be transparent on my podcast, especially with these lifestyle episodes. High school, I didn't date much. I only had two boyfriends and they were very spaced out apart. Um, of course, that first one for two years, I wasted two years of my fucking life. So when I was single and I wasn't talking to anybody, I did talk to the football player. He accused me of talking to that was way after your ass. <laughs> but I started realizing with him, he did not like, he liked me, but he did not want to date me. And it's crazy because he didn't have an issue with dating bigger women because his girlfriend was, me and her were both hippie. We both, you know, both of us had a lot of hips and stuff. And I said, there was no issue. He just didn't want to, he just didn't want to talk to me like that. So I moved forward. So then I dated my other ex. I only had four boyfriends in my lifetime. I'm 26. Do the math. Two in college, two in high school. That's it. Everybody in between, situation. Literally it. 
so I didn't date nobody after that person. I was like, okay, fuck it. So I did date my ex and we were supposed to go to prom together, but we did not work out. That right there was just a moment of, okay, I liked him. He liked me. We going to give it a shot. But then I saw how we was just incompatible. And then there was rumors going around about something. And I forgot exactly what it was, but I was like, nah, I'm not really fucking with it. <laughs> Let me go. And then he goes spread the rumors. And this is how you know high school was childish. But he said, nah, she up and left me because she's taking her ex-boyfriend belt. Ooh, I almost said that man's name. He taking her ex-boyfriend to prom. And some people actually came up and be asked about it. I'm like, why the fuck do y'all think this man? I literally went to him about it. I said, so you out here telling people I'm taking my ex who was toxic to prom? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I told him, I said, it is what it is, big dog. He was like, I know what I did was wrong. I, I let that wall up. When I let that wall up, that means you really fucked up with me. I don't get second chances. I don't double back. I only double back if it's actually worth doubling back for. Meaning, you admit your wrongs. We didn't end on a terrible note. We ended on a note where we just couldn't see eye to eye. No, when you get to shit like that, nigga, move. So, from that point, dating in high school, I didn't date nobody else. Because at that point... It's just a stigma in high school where dating a bigger woman is kind of taboo, pretty much. Dating a girl who was bigger is kind of like, oh, it's not really cute. Now, for whatever reason, in my case, it, it wasn't like the bigger women weren't going on dates because they were going to prom. I didn't have a prom date. All my friends had a prom date but my ass. And we, and I, I know they're going to listen to this. But I am going to have to say it. We made a pact to to go to prom together. All y'all niggas went and got a damn date. What? Y'all, we broke the pact. At first, I was like, it is what it is. It's whatever. And then my best friend, who's literally now my best friend of over 11 years, because we met ninth grade year. Me and him was matching. And I was like, why the fuck are we matching? And I was like, fuck it. He was unbeknownst my date to prom. And we just walked in together. And <laughs> the funny thing about it is, everybody was like, are y'all going to be together? No, that's literally my best friend. So, but you know, life have a funny way of working things out. I do tell you that. But um, one of the biggest things I said about my dating experience um, from high school, I always say, tell people this is a domino effect with anybody who has never really dated in high school. I have met women who've never been in relationships. I have met women who have been in relationships, but they have been very long-term. And then I have met women like me who only been in like longest relationships she ever been in was two years. After that, all of them was either, what, six, seven months or eight, nine months. Didn't make it to a year. So when I started college and my dating life in college, I'm going to be honest with you. College opened up eight very big and very open door because in college don't nobody give a damn how you look but they do give a damn how you look because they care about what they homeboys care about now when I graduated and you know I went off to little old Troy University 
Now I'm gonna tell y'all something. Troy is a small ass town. Everybody dating somebody you didn't damn dated. Just being honest. In my case, when I went to Troy, I did not date right away. I was scoping out the scene, but I, but your girl did have niggas. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> But not to toot my own horn, beat motherfucking beat. But your girl did have some guys that was checking her out. But at the same time, I was in a space where that Bria was a Bria where she was new to this. And she was not true to this. She was new to it. And she was like, okay, I I guess. I did talk to one guy. He was a well-known guy on that campus. Lord bless his soul because he's now deceased. He was out here in the streets. Didn't even know it. He was thought he was a whole-ass scholar student the way how he was on this damn campus. But his ass was not. I was like, I remember him, you know, helping me put stuff in my mom's car. And he complimented my mother. And he was like, well, I kind of see where you get that shape from. I was like, Stop checking out my mom that's bro i'm not i'm not saying my mama my mama is a baddie and my mama is a hothead but my mama is a baddie too you know she tell it like it is and that's my that's my girl that's my bestie that's my bestie for the resty but sir we not here about that <laughs> so in college my day life actually started taking off this is why i tell people when you meet people who have not dated for real they do not know what it's like to be in a full-blown relationship they don't know what to look out for but that's the point of dating you have to know what you'll tolerate and what you want and you start setting those standards for yourself unfortunately for my case i did not get to have that full setting standards now i was in a gullible space then i settled too much in that part of my life I settled so much because I was like, well, he likes me if he want to be around me. No, he doing it because he bored. He's doing it because he's bored. That's all. <laughs> so in that situation, my day life, I looked at it. You know, there was guys that wanted to talk to me. There was guys that just wanted to, you know, basically do the do with me. You know, they'll, you know, in college, I wasn't focused on being in a relationship because I said, I'm in a new space. I am literally, you know, in a space where I'm meeting new people. I'm having my fun and also getting my education because I partied like, partied like a rock star in college. Can't lie. Shout, shout out to Splendiferous. Shout out to y'all because we was a group of 15 people trying to be friends. <laughs> And I none of one of us really friends like that towards the end of the year. We had so many issues in that group. But I did meet some bomb ass people out of that group. Lord, Lord knows. So as I'm going through college and dating, now we get into a deeper part of my dating life that I really didn't discuss in one of my previous dating episodes. And I'm trying to make this part very brief. And this might have to be in two parts, to be honest. Um, and it's looking like it's going to have to be in two parts. So the guy I dated back my towards the end of my freshman year of college, he was the one that changed the entire foundation of how my dating life would be. 
because there is a thing called emotional trauma. He took me through that. And if he was to listen to this, I just want to say that I do forgive you, but you really changed me as a person to where I had to work through a lot of issues that I was working through because of what he put me through. And I do get transparent on here. And this is one of the things I have been ready to talk about and voice it just to let women know every woman does not go through this, but the ones who do go through it will be the ones who have big hearts. Because with me, I have a huge heart. My heart is big and I will literally give you the clothes off my back or help you out in any way. Guys take advantage of that. Now the woman that guys meet, they know I don't tolerate it. Even my friends from my now career stages and my jobs even say, yeah, um, Bria don't deal with that. You better come correct with her or leave her the fuck alone. And that's literally how it is. I tell people because of this one person, I had to go heal a lot. And I'm not going to say his name. I'm going to call him Chad because Chad is just a universal name. Even though his name is a well-known basketball player's name, he's not well-known, but we're going to call him Chad. So me and Chad, and this is a story time, me and Chad pretty much were friends in the very beginning. We did not see each other in a relationship like, well, I didn't. I'm going to say I didn't at first. But I started noticing that he saw me in that light. And over time, in the beginning, I was just like, oh, okay, we're cool. We hanging out. We talking. I'm telling them, you know, about this, that, and the third. And I was like, cool. He lived off campus. I lived on campus because pretty much um, I was a freshman. I was a freshman in college then. And he was new there, too. Like, he been there for, like, a semester like I was. But he transferred. He transferred to Troy. So as I got to know him, I was developing a strong friendship with him. And I was like, wow, I, we really act alike in some ways, which is the hardest people to date are the ones that kind of act like you because now you're seeing yourself in a different light. Um, in that type of situation here, I looked at it as, oh, we pretty cool. We hanging out. We developing. Feelings weren't developing for me. Until I realized one time I went on a date with this other guy who fell asleep on a date. And I remember I was texting him the entire time. I said, this man really sat here and fell asleep. Y'all, I was pissed. I was pissed. I was like, this man really fell asleep on this damn date. And I was just like, all right, whatever, cool. So when homeboy wanted to go back to my dorm, I said, mm, nah, you go sleep in your car. Just get some sleep, you know, all that stuff, and I'll see you next time. So I waited until he got his car and drove off. He said he had to pull over because he was really tired. And I was like, yeah, because you was getting off work. And I told him we could have rescheduled the date. I told him that for disclaimer purposes, because before somebody be like, you really still push for the date? No, I literally pushed to be like, hey, if you're too tired, we can do this another time. So I called my now, he basically my ex. And I was like, well, shoot, what you up to? Pull up. So he pulled up and we hung out 
all night, pretty much. Like, we didn't stop hanging out till, like, 1.30 in the morning. Like, I told him I was upset because the date did not go well. I did get food, but I took that bitch to go. And he paid for it because, let's be honest, you literally fumbled the ball on that one. So, in that type of situation, me and him was just talking and we was hanging out. And we really started, you know... I remember he said it through text. He was like, well, I wish that was me taking you on a date. And I was like, what? I was like, huh? Excuse me? Okay. Shout out to my nigga Gucci. <laughs> but in that type of process, I had looked at it and I was like, well, you know, I see him as a friend, but let's give, that's when I took a leap of faith and dated this motherfucker. Boy, I wish I never did that shit. Because the shit that I went through, y'all, y'all finna hear it. So when we started dating, we really built a strong foundation because we had the friendship first. And what it was, what held me on, because I said this man was more so like my best friend. Yeah, we should have stayed like that. Because he had issues he had to work through. I learned when you are a hurt person, you hurt other people in the process. Hurt people hurt people. And that's what happened. I did not have no issues with us dating. But through the process, I started noticing some things where I was like, okay, everything's going good. Everything's going great. You know, we having a great time. And I remember, you know, we hung out a lot. And, you know, basically, we was walking through campus holding hands and all that good shit. And I remember I was telling my friends, I was like, well, this is my boyfriend now. I had a boyfriend. I was like, you know how long since it's been since I dated somebody? Like, been in a relationship? Because it was about, about a year or so. And through that process, me being me, I was frolicking in love. Because I said, you know, I'm. we have a good match. We're a good match for each other. Then things abruptly ended. Like, he started distancing himself from me. He literally, literally went the rest of the day without talking to me. And I was, talk, and I was texting. I was like, I hope everything's okay. You know, he was like, well, I need some time myself. I'm, I'm going through something. And I was like, okay, boy, I gave you his time and all that stuff. And then he abruptly told me, he said, I can't, we can't do this. And I was like, the fuck? Mind you, y'all, he just took me on a date. We went on a little fun little lunch date to Taco Bell. And we had a good little time. We was talking. We was doing all that. And homeboy literally told me we can't do this. So I was devastated. That was truly my first heartbreak in my life. Really my second heartbreak. But that was a true heartbreak because I was like, I really was feeling you. Like, I really liked you a lot. And we was building something really nice and just for it to abruptly end. And out of nowhere, I'm I'm confused. And I remember crying so hard in the bathroom. My sweet mate came knocking on the door. She's like, are you okay? Are you all right? She was like, what's wrong? And I told her what happened. And she was like, oh, my God. You know, at that time, I had a roommate, but she weren't really talking to me like that. 
like she was just there but she eventually moved out like y'all i had three roommates my first year of college because one went in her own dorm the other one wanted to go stay with her friend the other one i actually fucked with her the hardest because she actually was a roommate that actually would talk and in that type of process shout out to her because she was real cool like shout out to atlantis atlantis was real cool my freshman year um but when that happened that both of my sweet mates they were friends too at the time they was like well you know what fuck that nigga like they really really had to calm me down because i was hurt i in general i was hurt y'all when they say love can hurt love can hurt because we didn't talk for a while we didn't talk for some weeks and then all of a sudden we started back talking and i remember he texted me he was like hey i just wanted to talk to you and he was like i want to talk to you in person and i remember that night i all my friends were busy we all was texting in the group chat but i kind of told him hey i'm studying a little bit lie like a motherfucker i was downstairs in that kia optimal just talking <laughs> just talking <laughs> just over here trying to fight <laughs> y'all know why did I... <laughs> y'all know why did i get married sheila was going up the mountain to fight for her marriage? That was me. I'm going down the stairs fighting for my relationship. <laughs> and y'all think I would be under the influence right now? No, I'm just a giggly person like this. I promise you, if you have not noticed now, I am very much so a giggly person. So I remember us talking and I told him, I was like, well, you didn't understand how I feel because when you abruptly end something with someone, and you knew the feelings they had for you. It hurts. It devastates. I say, it's not going to be the same, but we can build and be better. You know, we talked about it. And through the memo, I started realizing we turned toxic. Toxic meaning me and this man was on and off like a light switch. That's how fragile that relationship was. One minute he was talking to me, next minute we button hands. And y'all, when I had to move off campus, in the process, we didn't establish that we was back together. We still, we was still dating. We were still like dating, talking to each other, going back and forth with each other, laying down in the bed with each other. When I moved off campus, because unfortunately in that situation, I had to move off campus. Um, Troy went by birth year. Unfortunately, my ass had no choice but to move off. I remember I became his dad upstairs neighbor. Man lived right downstairs from me. The man, we turned even more toxic in that process. Because the man lived right downstairs from me. And y'all... If y'all thought that shit wasn't toxic then, oh, it's definitely toxic from this point on. So me and him, we had, the thing is what I toyed the most with in this type of relationship. This is what made the foundation of why the adventures of me dating as a plus size woman has went the way it went. Because I was 
emotionally traumatized basically through that situation because I dealt with someone who was also fighting his own demons and we don't touch demons over here. We are a praying household, please. And thank you. And in that moment, I noticed I was with someone who was not secure in themselves. No shade to him, but I was not with someone who was secure in himself. Why? Because he did not understand the process of, I still had individuality outside of him. And even then through that process, I still, I'm not perfect either. Like don't, don't sit up here and think I was perfect. I still went through the process of, Hey, this is still new for me. I have not been in a serious relationship in over what a couple years. I mean, I was in something serious before ending high school, but it wasn't that serious. Longest relationship I ever had was two years. And literally, on the side note, my faith in dating right now, your girl just been sitting back and relaxing. I have not been pressed on dating right now. Do I have potential suitors? Yes. But I am in that mode at this moment where I am in that space in my life where either we dating towards marriage, because I'm not dating, I'm not doing casual shit no more. And this is with new people. If it was with someone I've already like talked to and we want to try to make it work again, that's cool. But it's only a few exceptions. And even then, right now, I'm in a space where I just, I'm just chilling. Like I said, this episode is for sure going to have two parts because dating as a plus size woman, it is a lot. And I'm not going to sit up here and be like, oh yeah, it's so a beautiful thing. No, it is hell on wheels if you let it be. But back to the story. So with this guy, reason why I say he laid the foundation of me having issues in dating And even then, it stems deeper than that. I'm going to be honest. It's just he brought up some some wounds that kind of formulated. He was someone who was not emotionally available. He was someone who understood that he was an avoidant type of partner. I used to be an anxious attachment partner, meaning if, if I feel like something is wrong and you're not reassuring me, I am going to be anxious and I'm going to think that something, I did something wrong. He he couldn't understand that. Couldn't understand that from a drop can of paint. But also I couldn't understand that he was avoidant. He didn't like confrontation. He didn't like none of that. When I used to come at him about a certain issue I had, he would shut me down. And I started to realize, I said, well, shit, how are we going to work in a relationship? When we lived literally stairs away from each other, because my best friend, who I mentioned earlier, um, who um, who is shorter than me, she lived on the second floor. <laughs> so through that process, when I went downstairs, she she pretty much knew I was going downstairs. So through that process of just with him, I remember, you know, there was times my feelings got shut down. There were times that we went back and forth. There were times I probably called him out his name, to be honest with you. There were times where, you know, he kind of disrespected me in some ways. I remember one time 
I had left a party. We left a party. And one of my friends, one of my friends from college was there. And she was paying. She also was my roommate, too, at the time. She paid attention. And when this girl was trying to talk to his homeboy and this other girl was with him, you know, she brought she brought me up. And he literally got quiet because she was like, yeah, don't be out here trying to play like you don't know who this girl is. And don't be out here trying to play like you just weren't talking to this girl. Like I told you, things got very toxic between me and him. Because one minute we were fine. It was like a hot and cold type of deal. Bread crumbing, if you want to say it. One minute we were hot, next minute we were cold. One minute we were hot, next minute we were cold. One minute I got all of him, next minute I barely got any of him. One minute I was like, you know what, I'm sick of him, I'm done with him. Next minute, I'm right back downstairs talking to him in his room. His roommates, both of them were in, both of them were in a fraternity, the same one to be exact. They knew what he was putting me through. They knew he wasn't shit. They hinted that you too good of a person for him. His homeboys. Now, I shout out to the homeboy. And not the one that wanted to talk to my best friend, my other best friend. But the one who was very laid back and very chill. He always called him out on his bullshit. And he knew because of how, he knew because of how um, good of a person I was. He defended me and I and shout out to him, shout out to him because he knew how good of a person I was. And that's the prime example. I did not see the toxic. I thought this was a normal thing. And I noticed this is not normal. I remember when I cut him off that summer before I moved into my apartment, we started back talking and I said, maybe this time is different. That was a part of me where I held on to hope so hard. And it's part of the reason why I became damaged in the process. Because I was lifting a person up in the process while he was tearing me down little by little. And Lord knows I do forgive this man because holding on to the resentment I had for him. I had on resentment with him for years. Like if he was to listen to this episode, yes. I held strong resentment towards you and I have let that go because one of the biggest things about how God works, God will literally tell you like, in order for you to elevate, I'm going to need you to let this go. I had to let it go. I had to, because what is the purpose of holding on to someone hurting you? That's, that's blocking you from truly finding your soulmate. And I remember the night where we, it's a lot to this, to this relationship that happened that I'm only speaking the surface level things, but the deeper levels, I would have to talk about, talk about that basically in counseling <laughs> because that's something I can, I can speak about, but I also can realize like, Hey, I don't think I need to talk about this on a public platform. So 
through that process, I remember one night we went to a Q party. Mind you, I'm single. I'm thriving. Basically, I'm damn near moving on from this man. This man saw me at the party and he pulled me in. I fell like a fucking leaf. <laughs> I fell. The whole night, he was on me. He did not let me go. Because he knew that in this type of space, I he knew that I would have someone after me. Because there was one cute dog that was eyeing me the whole night. And I was with my friends. And through that process, I noticed the whole night, this man did not let me out his sight with that cute dog. The cute saw him pull me and, you know, dance with me the entire night. And he knew him. And he was like, okay, let me back up. Talk about blocking fucking blessings. <laughs> like, talk about blocking blessings. But through that process, that was the same night we went over to his other best friend's um, apartment because both of them live in different apartment complexes. And that was back when I was a freshman still living on campus with this particular part of the relationship. And I just remember, I remember he drove, I remember I rode with my best friend and no, one of our old friends drove a guy she was talking to car. Don't get me started on that shit. But I remember she drove and she spent the night at, it was a whole long story with that. She spent the night with his best friend. I went back home with him. I stayed the night with him. I went to sleep. We just, we really just enjoyed each other's company. But through that process, I realized we was going down that toxic rabbit hole. That's when I realized. At the time, I didn't think of it. But when the fatal point was when, like I said, back to where we live, right upstairs and downstairs from each other, that was the fatal point. Because I remember it was around close to, it was a national championship for Alabama. He was a big Alabama fan. I had one of his jackets. I used to wear one of his jackets all the time because that was a nice jacket. I should have I should have worked hard to still to keep that. But I remember I came down there and he invited me. He was like, yeah, we having a little get together. Come on down. At the time, he had this dog. Me and my roommates, we all went half on this dog, but we couldn't fully take care of the dog because it was too much going on with it. Um, he was a big dog. He was too mm -mm, he was too big to be in the apartment, to be honest. Especially he was a Labrador. So in that situation, I remember whole time he sat a chair next to him. Whole time he was on the phone. He was on the phone, but it wasn't with someone from home. It was someone he was talking to. And that whole time, I did nothing. It didn't phase me. I said, because you want to know why it didn't phase me? I was getting to a breaking point in that situation, that relationship where I got tired of going back and forth with someone who didn't value me. And that person put me through so much emotional turmoil back and forth. I was just exhausted. And I remember when the game ended and the dog was whining, dog was whining so much. And 
I remember telling him, I was like, well, the dog probably had to go outside. And we we had an argument while he was on the phone with this girl. And through that process, that man got bucked with me while on the phone with that woman. And something triggered in me where I literally told him, I said, do you want to get cussed the fuck out in front of that woman that you're on the phone with? Something came over me in that moment. Like, you will never disrespect me in front of another woman to make it seem like I'm the one that I'm crazy. That's what you're not going to do. And in that moment, I remember leaving out of that apartment. One of my dear friends to this day and his bet and his best friend who actually hold his ass accountable told him he was wrong. And I remember to at one point I said, if too many people didn't get in our situation, we actually could have worked out. I said, no, that was God's way of intervening. That was a way of you had people, you had angels around. And I said that to myself. I was like, bro, you had people that actually cared because they knew that you didn't deserve this. So after that happened, I remember he blocked me. And I remember messaging on Snapchat. I said, hey, I wanted to talk to you about something. And I was really trying to state my peace and let him know that I can't keep doing this because what you're doing to me is hurting me. And he put me through a space where I really thought I was not lovable. I really thought because I was dealing with this, I said, well, I'll never see this type of love in my life. That is what it was like that changed the foundation to how I dated. I was damaged by a person who was also damaged. And then I became damaged. And being real and raw as the adventures of dating as a plus-size woman, that is a pivotal moment in my life where I had to heal a long time from. Took me a couple years to heal from. Like, didn't fully heal from it. Didn't fully heal until about 2020 from it. And this is what I have to say when it comes to that situation. I just wanted to share that because now I'm in the space where I can talk about it without being emotional, without having hatred and without having resentment. Because at the end of the day, I had learned that you can never settle with people because of how you look. And this is to my fellow girlies who are in bigger bodies do not settle because you're getting that attention attention don't mean shit being wanted does not mean shit being valued means way more than being wanted because a man who truly values you understands that if i was to lose you this ain't nothing a man who actually values you understand that you come with requirements like any other person that does and if I could go back and tell myself this on so many levels, I would have told her, go where you're valued. Because in all honesty, when you have to go back and heal through that, y'all, it opens up so many wounds that you that you thought you never had. Like I said, that person put me through emotional turmoil. He put me in a space where I struggled to express how I felt. He put me in a space where I felt like even if I show you an inch of careness, I feel like you was going to take it to a mile. That is what I had to heal through. 
And even then, I'm still going through a healing journey. Please don't think healing ends after you finish the biggest parts. Healing comes up because even like I told y'all in the last episode, 2023 was a year I grew a lot and healed a lot as a person. I especially living out on my own. What I'm saying is as dating, like I said, this episode is in two parts. What I'm saying is about dating as a plus size woman, we do deal with a lot of shit. But I also had learned that I know my man is out there. I know he's coming right around the corner. I am actually going, I know in 2024 for a fact or within down the line, I'm going to be somebody's basically fiance girlfriend turn fiance turn wife because i know what i have done through in the work i did to get to where i am now and i still have to do work because there's some things i realized recently that i still have to work through and then all to say this that is a snippet of what i have dealt with now part two to this is going to be like after the after effects like Literally, this is turning into some type of psychology type of episode because this really shows how somebody, a person can put you through emotional turmoil and it causes a domino effect. Now, there are other issues I had to work through as well that I realized. But like I said, this person and even the persons that I dated in high school, I realized when you settle, you're going to keep settling for ain't for just shit. I'm going to give you a snippet of me now. Like I told you in the last episode, I now know what to look for. And I will cut you off. I will cut you off in a heartbeat. I promise you I will. Because I know that at the end of the day, I deserve, and I'm, I want you to say this if you're listening to this as well, you deserve and I deserve love that is not hell in the beginning. You and I deserve love that is true and through. It understands that I have been scarred, but I have healed those scars. The scar is still there, but it's not as dark as it used to be. You and I know that we deserve love. We deserve love that is kind, that is safe, that is reassuring. And that lets us know that, hey, I deserve love that is sure about me. That's not going to cause me emotional turmoil. That's not going to cause me to question, am I truly meant to be loved or not? That is the love you deserve. And I deserve that as well. And I know it's for me. And I know it's coming for me because I already know what God has for me. I may not know fully, but I know each and every step of the way he's guiding me there. And I'm just here to say this. The shit that I went through in this first latter part of the episode talking about, that's the shit I went through. Now, in the next episode, we're going to talk about dating after that. In the midst of a healing journey. Literally. I know I went briefly on this type of topic earlier in the year with that type of episode. But this one goes deeper as to what it's like actually dating. 
And it all inspired me from a TikTok to talk about it. Because I want people to know that you can require what you require without somebody telling you, well, go look at yourself in the mirror. No, bitch, you require what you require. Like the last guy I recently dated, he told me you require too much when dating. I damn sure, I damn sure do. I damn so do. Why? Because I don't tolerate breadcrumbing in bare minimum. I'm not a bare minimum person. And like I said before in the previous episode, if God don't give me bare minimum, what makes you think my partner's supposed to give me bare minimum? God literally, literally does not do that. What makes you think my partner should? If I don't give bare minimum, what makes you think you should give me bare minimum? And that's all I have to say about that. So pretty much that is just a snippet of dating and boy, was it a doozy. (laughs) All right, you guys. So that is the end of this first part to dating as a plus size person. Like I said, this episode will be in two parts. Um, Pretty much part two is going to come out right after it. I, y'all, I told y'all I was on a mission. Back-to-back episodes because your girl, life and life. And I told you this, y'all. I told you this. So pretty much, please, as always, um, share this with your friends. Sit back and relax. Be able to check me out on Instagram, the Cheeky Chick. Uh, ooh, the Geeky Chick. Um, T-H-E-E and Geeky Chick. Um, I'm also on Facebook as well, mostly on Instagram, but as always, say your prayers, drink your water, and stay geeky.